on this episode of This Is Game Boy, Tower, this is Ghost Rider requesting a flyby. Welcome to another thrilling episode of This Is Game Boy, episode 24. Um, I'm Beltha Gaming, and with me, as always, is Mula. Hello, everybody. And uh, we got a treat for you today, but before we dive into said treat, uh, Mo, what have you been up to? I wouldn't say a treat, but yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, it's... Not been that long since I recorded the light episode that is coming out before this. Um, I think it was only a few days ago. So since then, I haven't been doing much. Um, I finished River City Girls on Switch. Um, I really like the game, but I have no intention of completing it, which is basically getting all characters up to level 40. Uh, I'm finishing the new game plus mode, which besides being harder doesn't really offer anything else uh maybe if i had a second player to play it with it would be better to do that but um it's it's only a local co-op and well i'm alone so <laughs> there there goes that plan um but yeah maybe in the future i would love to play it with somebody else um at least you can level up two characters at the same time then so uh, that's that's a little bit more fun to play but yeah great game great. is that game more like double dragon or like river city ransom like river city ransom for sure okay. yeah um it's it's you level up you you gain stats um there's an open world you can explore, shops to visit, and things like that. Oh, that's um, cool. So, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's not that long at all. Um, I don't know how long it took me, like seven hours maybe uh, for the normal mode playthrough, and then like another 20 minutes to get the quote-unquote secret ending. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not that bad. But you start with the two uh, girls, of course, but everybody knows it already so no spoilers probably but you unlock Kunio and uh ricky the the male uh characters from river city ransom after you beat the game so then you have four characters to play with eventually um i picked up harvest moon for game boy again i think it's called harvest moon game boy actually um Super boring. Like, there's nothing more I can say about that. Like, the game works, of course. Like, everything goes as it's planned. But besides planting, watering, and harvesting, and then eventually if you get, like, chickens or cows, there's literally nothing to do in that game. Um, I'm, for starters, not a fan of games like this. Um, I never played them, ex- the exception to the really Stardew Valley, because it offers so much to do. Um, but this one is really like, you have an entire day you could fill up, but I'm already done with most things before the clock even hits noon. So I'm just going to bed because there's nothing else to do in the game at all, um, which makes the game go faster at least. But uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be going for the Ranch Master. I think it is. Um, I'm just gonna play through. I think two years is is like the cutoff for this game. I think I'll just do that, see what my rank is. But uh, I don't intend to go for all the <laughs> like hidden values that you have to 
get to get Ranch Master. Like, it's way too boring for that. If there was actually something to do, I wouldn't mind. But this is literally like, yeah, farm and nothing <laughs> else. Um, which technically is a game, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little bit boring. I, yeah. no, I haven't played Harvest Moon Game Boy, but I have, I've watched you play a little bit of it. And I've watched John Carl's mm -hmm. play it a lot, and I was just like, had like and I I enjoyed the Super Nintendo and the I think it's the P I think the the PS2 Harvest Moon I I enjoyed those, but like watching the Game Boy Harvest Moon, I'm just like, oh, this does not look enjoyable. No, it's not. <laughs> like it, it's too bare bones to to keep your attention. Sadly, like there's no side questings there. There's like there are events but they're if you do well you do them automatically anyways uh, and they're the, those are like two minute cutscenes <laughs> so like there's just yeah there's not enough to it to keep you invested in the game like you would say it's because of the limitations on the game boy i would disagree because this game came out in 1996 they could have done a lot more with it yeah. so um, that that's definitely no excuse. I don't know if the Game Boy Color version has more to offer besides color. Uh, I doubt it actually because it, I think it's literally the same game. Well, so. there's like there's like three of them on the Game Boy Color. Oh, it's, like, okay. it's like Harvest Moon Game Boy One, Game Boy Color One, Two, and Three. Oh yeah, maybe so. the other ones are a little bit more uh, expanded than, than this one. But yeah, I would say if you like Harvest Moon games, don't play this one. It's, it's <laughs> really not worth your time. Even though it looks good and it sounds good, it, it yeah, it, it just not really much fun to play. You're just sitting there waiting for well. You're not even waiting. Like I'm skipping the days basically no. at this point because there's nothing to do. Uh, so yeah, go play any other Harvest Moon game or Stardew Valley or even Animal Crossing. Just go play Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is way better. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Um, uh, I've played some Burger Time Deluxe yesterday, uh, which what a good is. Game. Uh, it's not a port of the arcade game. It's actually its own game with with its own stages and things like that. Um, it has twenty four stages in total. Um, it's six worlds, each four stages. After you've beaten uh, a world, you get a password, so you can keep on continuing even if you die. Um, I'm stuck in the final world um, because this is not an easy game at all. Um, maybe for people who are familiar with the arcade game a lot you know the techniques and things like that to to keep yourself going and to get a high score i do not i never played burger time in my life um i am enjoying the game but i'm completely stuck in this final world it's it's more puzzle based because you have to do a certain way of going through the level to actually be able to beat it so um it, it's really figuring out what your best course of action is um i watched a little bit of the task problem is that the task does some i wouldn't say frame perfect tricks but they are very risky as a normal <laughs> player so i'm trying to copy them but it, it doesn't work out all the way and like, you only have three lives to start with. If you get to 10,000, an extra life appears somewhere on the board. Always in the same place, but, like, it's not that you just gain an extra life. So you still have to go get it, meaning you would probably get stuck anyways <laughs> before getting it. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's fun to figure it out, but I have been playing it for 
almost four hours now, I think. And oh, wow. that is a long time for a 24 stage game with stages that last one minute. So is so I've only I've only ever played the two player version of Burger Time Deluxe on Game Boy. Uh, I played it with Slash Finity two or three years ago. Now, whenever he came over to visit, mm-hmm. um, does it does the single player still have like the salt shot and all that other power ups too, where you can shoot the the food or whatever it is coming at you with salt? Yeah, yeah or yeah. pepper. Um, when if you start, you start with uh, f- I think four pepper uh, shots. So you okay. always have those, and you have two extra lives. Um, after a certain amount of points, it's all point-based. Uh, all the spawns for the items are, are completely point-based. Um, you get either a salt, uh, well, a pepper shaker it is, um, an extra life at 10,000, that one I know by heart. Um, there's <laughs> the chocolate uh, upgrade, which makes you invincible for like 8 seconds, 10 seconds max. Um, and then there's a coffee cup, and I don't know what that thing does at all. Like I picked it oh, up. Oh, so it's actually pretty. So it's actually pretty similar to the arcade. Yeah. I've I've played I've played the arcade version before. Yeah, it's definitely similar. It has the same enemies except for one uh, that comes in the final four stages, which is a huge uh, either an onion ring or a donut. I'm gonna say an onion ring because like the rest is like. Eggs oh, and, and hot dogs and things like that. So maybe a donut is out of place. Um, and that one basically moves the same as the hot dog would. Uh, which means just following you, basically. But it's like super big, so um, it's it's kind of harder to avoid it. Um, but besides that, it's pretty much the same as the arcade game. But the arcade game only has six stages. And then it loops. And this actually has like a storyline, quote-unquote um that you follow and and 24 stages you have to beat but yeah it gets extremely extremely tough near the end if you are not great at these games so oh yeah fun game though i I think people should check it out i'm just not good at arcade style games like um the thing is if you even if you get through the stages like you like you beat world one and then you start world two for example but like if you've used all your pepper in world one they don't replenish it so it's better to just game over and and get a fresh start anyways but yeah people who know how to play this can probably get a lot of lives by the end of the game i sadly cannot i have the same problem with cubert i made it to the final world and i just can't beat it with the three lives the game gives me so and I'm pretty much screwed, I think. Yeah. Good old Cubert. Yeah. Like, what oh, a game. Yeah, also a fun game, but like if you're not good at it, you, you just get stuck there for <laughs> for ages until you get lucky. Um But yeah, that's all that I've been playing on Game Boy, I think, unless I forgot something, I don't know. Um like we I I talked about this on the lights, we had been playing the Metal Gear games. Um think i covered all of those in in the light um i not sure if i said that i finished final fantasy 7 remake last time don't remember but i did i i finished the normal mode and i'm just slowly playing through hard mode like one or two chapters a day because i I need a break from it after 45 hours. That's with, with all the games. Like, then I get bored of them and I just need to uh, 
take it step by step, actually. So um, you're also going for platinum in that game too, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing hard in that game to uh, to get the platinum no. trophy. So um, I, I don't see any troubles with that at all. So uh, the way hard mode is going with skipping all the scenes and things like that. Um, like it took me what an hour to get to chapter five already, so it goes a lot oh, wow. faster. So that that's not that's not really an issue. Um, the I fights guess there are a lot of cutscenes, yeah. Yeah, there are, and they're long. Yep, yep, yep. Like because there's not that many fights in the game technically, um, so you're just doing those. Um, they are not easy though on hard mode. Like I think Cloud is almost maxed out at this point, and I've been in fights that I just got. <laughs> completely wrecked if i wasn't paying attention for a second so um it does offer some challenge but it's it's definitely overcomable it's it's not uh something like dante must die mode in devil may cry or something where one hit kills you but yeah um and the good thing about art mode like i don't know if this is a spoiler or not but uh it offers you like triple experience and triple ap so it's easier to get what you need to get through fights uh, at that point after you've beaten the game so uh, yeah no problem there that's all i've been playing uh, i've been watching a few series like i finished up uh, mr mercedes uh, which is an and you you said that didn't exist <laughs> or you said it was a phone company or something uh, it was, it, it, it was um, at&t you linked me to at&t yeah it's a phone company in america yeah so yeah. it's an exclusive series to AT&T. Uh, I don't know what that means, of course, but uh, <laughs> like I can't, there, there's no other way to watch it at this point. So I had to not so legally obtain it to be able to watch it. Uh, but it's a great series. I would definitely recommend it um, for people who don't know Mr. Mercedes. It's based on a trilogy uh, written by Stephen King. First one was Mr. Mercedes. The second was... Uh, finders keepers finders keepers and then the ter- there, there there are three books um and it's based on that so it has three seasons um each it's based on the books but there are some things to change the story to make it more uh fitting for a series um and and the changes are fine like it's it's nothing too crazy so i really enjoyed that series um afterwards i watched the outsider which is also based on a stephen king book um did not like it that much i liked the first two episodes but after that it got either too far away from the book or they focused on the wrong things or they i i felt like they didn't really (laughs) how to say it not not a team but like the overall feeling that the book gave they didn't really do it well in the series, in my opinion. Apparently, people love the series. I thought it was okay-ish. Like, I wouldn't recommend it, but um, maybe people who do want to see how that is adapted to the to the TV screen, you can watch. And that's an HBO series, so... Uh, maybe a little bit more accessible for some people. Um, and now I'm trying to finish uh, Dragon Ball Super... Um, I'm only half watching that. I don't know what it is with Super, but I'm not that interested in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, 
in the background on and I'm sometimes glancing at it and I'm hearing what's going on, but uh, yeah, it, it does not pique my interest as much as uh, any of the other Dragon Ball series. Like Dragon Ball, the original is one of my favorites. This one started out okay, kind of Dragon Ball style, but now it's just pff, all over the place and yeah. I, it, it lost my interest, but I do want to finish it. I have like 30 episodes left, which is like 15 minutes per episode if you skip uh, the intro and the outro. Um, and then the latest movie, the, the Broly, Super Broly, whatever they call it, movie. Um, it's a good movie. Yeah, so so I'll, I'll watch those to, just to get rid of it, I guess. It's sad to say that because I, I do love Dragon Ball, but yeah, it's just not as... Uh, fun as i thought it would be but i do want to finish it though it's not that it's bad or anything it's just okay-ish yeah super was definitely my least favorite of the dragon ball series out there it was it get like it started strong <clears throat> it started it started pretty strong and pretty linear and then it just kind of floated away from the norm and get really weird yeah it's like the first two sagas were based on the movies that came out before of course like uh god of destruction movie and then the golden frieza movie um yep. those just got translated into an, an episodical uh parts of the of the series but when that is over it's like yeah, okay, but I don't really care what's going on. Like, the stakes are dumb, in my opinion. And, the well, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it already or, or uh, at least played the newer game, so they kind of know what's going on. But I'm now at the Universal Tournament Saga, and Heck, it's... I did not enjoy that Yeah, at all. it's like, okay, this concept is pretty cool, but you have, I think it's eight universes fighting with each ten fighters. And I don't care about any of these fighters. Like, none of them feel like a threat or none have a cool backstory. They're just throwing people in there. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Goku's gonna win anyway. So, like, <laughs> not that the outcome would have been different any other way, but... I just don't care about any of these characters they're introducing. And that's kind of sad because for one, if you know Dragon Ball, for one thing, it's a really strong characters they had throughout yeah. the series. And, and now it's like, oh yeah, we just throw this random guy in and he looks the same as this other random guy. And it's, a, yeah, it's, it's just not that great. Maybe the final fights in this saga will be at least a little bit entertaining but what's going on right now is just absolutely stupid and the choices they made with well not introducing like grabbing some of the characters back from the older series is also uh, kind of weird it's like okay krillin lovely character but why throw him in a f Sorry, Lex. <laughs> uh, why throw him in a universal fight with people who have the strengths of gods? Like, it's Krillin. It's still Krillin. Like, yeah, that's weird. But yeah, that's, that's all I'm going to say about it. And that's all I have been uh, doing. Have you gotten to the episode where they find the kid with the giant nipples yet? I 
Not sure, actually. <laughs> the last, the last one I saw, Kirillina and Android Eighteen were fighting uh, a bat that didn't see but used to smell, and then Kirillin used his stinky feet to beat him. Like, funny enough, would work better in Dragon Ball than in this series. Uh, was funny, but then he just like got kicked out by totally not freeze and. <sighs> <laughs> well, goodbye, Krillin. <laughs> that's that's it for him. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the uh, yeah his, his real name is Mo Monica. I'm not sure. Maybe you I'm not really not sure. You you would know if you if you've encountered him yet. Oh no, series. I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that was in the in the preliminaries, I think, that they did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so good. <laughs> See, but th that's the thing. Like the humor in Dragon Ball Super is great because it's right on par with normal Dragon Ball. But it's just the rest that that's totally boring. Oh, all Goku talks about is food. Literally the entire series and that. Well, but that was like that in Dragon Ball as well. But yeah, yeah, like literally every yeah. every episode ever to show in Dragon Ball. That's yeah. all Goku talks about. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like Dragon Ball Super, yeah, yeah, like it. It. I wanted to like it, and it was good, but it wasn't. I don't know. It just. It didn't hit the mark for me like Dragon Ball Z did. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, uh, I don't know. Oh, well. The whole like Super Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan Black and Blue and yeah, I don't know, all that just was like ah, oh, this is dumb. Yeah, it's it's just too much. It's not fun to have new forms if they're not exciting. <laughs> yeah. If you just have to like, uh, what's this called? <laughs> Snap. Snap your fingers. There we go, and get a new form. Yeah. What's the point of it all anymore? Yeah. So. I mean, if, if they're not screaming, if they're not screaming for two full episodes, I don't want to see. Yeah. It. And if it doesn't take Namek to explode for fifty episodes, <laughs> nobody's gonna care. Like, there's no tension or anything. Yeah. But that that's fun. Like, um, at the start of this uh, tournament, I think that was three episodes ago. They said this tournament is only gonna last forty eight minutes, and I was like, but I have forty episodes left to see. So it's it's Namek all over again. <laughs> and I think in the, this last episode, uh, the announcer said, like, uh, five minutes have passed. So in four episodes. So yeah, there there we go again. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, oh, that's uh, enough about Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> this is now uh, an Animoo podcast. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's everything I've been doing. What have you been up to? Um... Well, we'll start with Assassin's Creed. So I 100%ed and platinum Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Uh, what a waste of time that was. <laughs> um, it, it's a good game, but it just gets old after a while. It was one. Of, it was the last like Assassin's Creed game on the old engine before Origins <laughs> and Odyssey came out. <laughs> and they tried to milk it for all it was worth with a bunch of like extra content, and most like 90% of the extra content was just not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a um, bit of it when you were playing it. I think that like the the Sherlock Holmes kind of DLC. Oh, the Dreadful Crimes was actually a pro that that one was probably the best DLC. Yeah, that looked the fun. Entire game. Yeah. Um, Jack the Ripper started really strong um, because you get to play as Jack the Ripper, 
And then you ended up playing as Evie the rest of the rest of the DLC. And I didn't like playing as Evie because she was super weak and she just didn't have humor to her. Right. But uh, the times you had to play as Jack the Ripper was was really cool. Um, a lot of Animal Crossing, honestly. Like that's just what I do in my downtime during work now. It's just like <laughs> I just grab my Switch and play a little bit of Animal Crossing during my downtime or lunch. Um, and then for other video games, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mo has heard my dismay of the game already, so... Yeah, um, I saw that this morning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I enjoyed the first two hours of the game because of pure nostalgia. And then after that, I'm just like, alright. <laughs> yeah. done with it. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen your um, frustrations I, that you had, and the thing is, I know how to solve those frustrations, but I also don't want to spoil it for you, so yeah. it's... it's. I'll eventually figure it out, but yeah. Yeah, I, I do understand them, because I encountered the same problem, except for the triangle thing, like Dude. the buttons, I didn't Dude. have that, so... Uh, I don't know where that's one, coming from. There was one part of the game where I had to open a door... And I sat there, I kid you not, I sat there for two minutes, I couldn't get centered on this little pedestal, so I had to walk across the room, line myself up, and slow walk to this <laughs> pedestal. So and I'm like, are you serious right now? Yeah, that is so weird, because you're also playing it on, well, of course, everybody's playing on PlayStation 4, what am I saying? Uh, yeah, I didn't have that trouble, th those troubles, so I don't know where oh. that's coming from. But um, Like, I literally have to mash triangle them around those things just to get Cloud to center on them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just, just losing, just slowly losing my mind, like doing this really tedious stuff like that. Yeah, the, the ladders oh, and the climbing in this game are, eh, like, could it... It's so slow. Yeah, it, like, I don't know how, why, gonna, and, but yeah, if, I mean, you can get past that, but it's, <laughs> it must be very frustrating if the, the actual prop doesn't work correctly, I don't know. But uh, yeah, the other frustration I saw you had were like the... Uh, the combat. The combat is just garbage. Yeah, like <laughs> you had problems with um, spells getting cancelled, ATB of the AI yeah. not filling up and something else, I don't remember it. And again, I have the solutions for that, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to want to spoil it. But uh, yeah, it gets solved, I guess, as, as soon as you figure it out. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I'm sure. Like, like, in, in by the time you tuned in, I was already at like peak frustration yeah, I could see with that. the game too. So, like, by the time you tuned in, and I was going through wherever I was going through, I was already just peak frustration, ready to like, snap the disc in mm -hmm. half at that point. <laughs> it um, was noticeable. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not enjoying life at the end <laughs> of the stream this morning. But, uh, like, like it, but like I said, like, I'm probably, I'm probably, I won't stream it this weekend at all because I got a de-dress for Retrothon tomorrow, but, um, so I'll have a two-day break from it and I'll go with a bit of a more fresh brain, so... That'll help out a bit. Yeah, I've been learning that with quite a few games lately as well. Yeah. That I sometimes just need to stop playing because no nothing good is going to happen anymore. <laughs> uh, and and speaking of, 
Speaking of having to stop a game uh, because of getting frustrated, um, this this week's episode or this week's game or this month's game, I guess. Oh boy! Do I watching have some your frustration playing this game? Yeah, was yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, uh, a lot of TV. I think I'm on season twenty of South Park now. Almost got up. I've watched. I've watched all eight episodes of Letter Kenny. I've watched season three of Castlevania. Oh, I, I think I'm in. By the way, season three Castlevania is weird. Yeah, I keep forgetting and, about uh, it. it. It walks a pretty fine line, but it's very weird. Um, and I'm on like season five or six of Always Sunny. So I've watched a, a crap ton of TV since yeah. being a lockdown. Yeah, I'm doing the same. Like, there's no better time to catch up to series and things like that because you can't do anything else yeah, anyways. Right. Uh, the thing is, I do also follow a lot of channels on YouTube and they are making longer episodes because, well, <laughs> to, to, yeah, to entertain people. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to find uh, the good balance between those, but... Uh, yeah, I'm getting through some series I wanted to watch for quite a while. And uh, yeah, that's that's one good thing that comes out of the entire situation we're in, I guess. Yeah, I'm definitely behind on YouTube series. Like, I'm definitely behind on Gaming Historian stuff and Jesse Cox stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, Jesse Cox is one of them I watch as well. And like, I've been watching his Control playthrough and... Those are one-hour episodes, of course, and then Scary Game Squad is also one-hour episodes. So it's yeah. it's <laughs> that control game looks cool, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think we talked about this last episode as well. I want it so bad, but the problem is the price won't drop for console versions, and the console yeah. version just doesn't run that great. So I don't want to pay full price for it. No. I mean, it's it's a game that like I I wouldn't pay full price for regardless because it, it's just a game that I would play for like ten hours and then I'd never touch it again. Oh, I yeah, there's there's a lot to it though. Uh, so yeah, I get bored really yeah, easy though. Yeah, I would completely <laughs> dive into that game and get everything. It's it's it looks so much fun. It's so great and yeah. I, I don't want to pay 60 euros for it for a not-so-great version, and I'm not playing it on PC. Right. There's no way in in uh, <laughs> in a word I can say on this stream. Your, uh, your, your hatred to PC gaming is phenomenal. Yeah, and I have a great PC, by the way, so it should run completely. And it's the same. I can use my controller and everything, and yet I just do not want to do it. I don't know why. I'm, I'm the same way. No. I'm, I'm the same way because my, my reason for me is streaming. Like, I don't mind playing PC games if I'm not streaming, which is very rarely. Mm. But if I'm not streaming, I'll play a PC game, no problem. Yeah. But if I'm streaming, I hate playing computer games because a lot of times I like to have a bunch of different windows open while I'm streaming. Yeah. Some of them to see like how far into the game I am, just so I know like estimately like how many more streams I have left of the game. Uh, I have my Twitch chat open, I have OBS open, um, I have various other things open. Sometimes I like to click around in those windows to see what's going on. And if I'm playing it on PC, if I'm streaming a PC game, <laughs> a lot of times when you Alt Tab out of a game, 
the screen will go black on your stream. Your your audio will get cut. Like things get mm. kind of weird and janky. It's just way easier to stream a console game than it is a PC game if you're a single PC streamer. So I just I prefer to do everything on console. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think it's just because I never grew up with a PC. Like the first one I had was when I was 16, and I used it for schoolwork, and that's pretty much it. Uh, and Amazon, I guess, back in those days, for people who still know <laughs> yeah, Amazon. God, uh, hot man. So, so yeah, I used those things, but I was never a PC gamer except for uh, Battlefield 2 I played on PC, Medal of Honor, oh, Allied Assault I played on PC, and let me think... I played StarCraft 2 for a little bit, and League of Legends. Those are like the four games oh, I played for... And I wouldn't say even long time because I didn't clock more than 100 hours into any of those, to be fair. But um, yeah, those are like the only PC games that I ever played. And if it's only on Steam, I will get it on Steam. Like, that's fine by me. But if I know that there is a console version either coming out or already is one, I'll just go with a console one, even if it runs... That's how I am. More crappy, like Control, yep. for instance. Like they, they still haven't fixed any of it, which is kind of sad. And yeah, that I don't want to pay sixty euros for it. I just don't. And that's that's a lot, a lot of cases too. Like a lot of people are just like, like I play the Assassin's Creed series on console, and like I played, I started Assassin's Creed Syndicate on Xbox One, and the performance was pretty god awful, mm-hmm. visible. And then I played, I got it for PS4. And it was slightly better, but it still had its issues. And everyone's just like, why don't you just play the PC version? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, the PC version's a port from the consoles, and typically they're worse. Yeah. Uh, let's look at Saints Row, all of them, real quick. <laughs> so, because um, I've played Saints Row on PC and on console, and I'd much rather play it on console. Uh, the PC ports are terrible for that game. Um so yeah, I mean it's just a lot. It's and a lot of it too comes down to preference. Like some people are just just PC master race this this this, and I'm just like I really don't care. I'm gonna play whatever's convenient for me. So yeah, absolutely. I I hate the PC master race bullshit. Like yeah, if there there's some things that really piss me off, it's one of those things. Like oh you you're a scum because you play on console. Like PC is so much better. It's also so much cheaper, which is. I'm not going to drop another app, Bob. Uh, <laughs> which is complete garbo, in my opinion, because you have to upgrade your computer every five years as well to be able to keep up with the games. It's just as costly as consoles. Do so. you? I, I have... Most of the components of my computer... Well, this computer's two years old. Mm-hmm. The old computer I had was ten years old. And... It ran literally every game that I played on high, mm-hmm. no problem. I have yet to run into a PC game to really like, like push my computer, because like all the games now that are coming out are they're they're changing like the way that they do things. Like they're so like this they some AAA titles just like simplifying a lot of their stuff or like I just play a lot of indie games like Celeste yeah, and like those Layers of Fear and stuff and like much, those yeah. don't those don't crush my computer at all yeah. like it's not like I'm playing Crisis in 2001 again yeah. like, 
Yeah, but it's definitely, like, let's say a good computer can last you for 10 years, but a console costs half the price of it. If even, like, it's usually only one third of the price of a very good computer. And those come out every six, seven years. So, in the end, it's it's really just the same. And I think the price tag uh, statement of it is, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It doesn't sync well with me. And during that six and seven year lifespan, there's different versions of that console coming out too. And as time progresses, like that console is actually getting cheaper yeah. as well too. So like it starts off at say five, five, six hundred dollars, and then like two or three years later, there's a slim version, you know. And two or three years later, there's another version coming out, like the pro version or the elite version, you know, whatever it may be. And then that means like the price tags are just variants. Like now, I, like I bought my Xbox One, which is a Minecraft edition, it, but it's just a white Xbox One. That's mm. all it is. Xbox One S. I bought it for bought it on Black Friday for a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So I mean, like, and that was two or three years ago. Yeah. You know, like Xbox is gonna is announcing the the new release this year. Potent, you know, well, they've already announced the the new console, but they're saying that it's going to get released this holiday season, which we'll see if it happens. But uh, doubtful. I mean, like, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred bucks for an Xbox One S. Like, it's not the X, but like, I can still play the games perfectly fine on it. You know, it's still an Xbox One. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the whole like console war thing too just drives me insane. So it's like PlayStation Xbox. It's like, listen, they both got the pros and cons. All right, PlayStation yeah. has really nice single player exclusives. While I hate the interface of PlayStation, I love Xbox's interface a lot. But Xbox's games, to me, kind of shake me the wrong way because now I can just play them on my computer. So, like, what's the point of me having an Xbox besides of having the convenience of being able to play on a TV or to stream easier? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, the whole console war thing just upsets me, too. Yeah, but, l- like, it was bigger... 10 years ago or even before that now pff, it, it's all the same um you you don't hear Con- that much about it anymore and the same between pc and console like the fuzz between those two types of people i guess has simmered out a lot as well but there are still people who claim that the pc is the go-to thing to do anything uh in your life on and yeah, I don't know. Like, me as a console gamer, I never in my life said, oh, you suck because you play on PC. It was always the PC people that said, you suck because you play on console. I was like, why, though? Like, I don't, I don't get, yeah, I don't I get yeah. where you're coming from. Like, like I was definitely at one point in time a pure, a, a pure PC gamer. Like, I played everything on PC. But I never, I don't, I can't think of like during that time me like shaming a console player at all because like if I had, you know, I would play console as well too. Like I still played PS2 back then. Yeah. Like I, you know, I still played Xbox if I was playing hate, you know, if I was playing Halo. Like I, I still did all that, but I just primarily played on PC. It's just like, all right, bud. Like you're still playing on console. I, I, I understand what you're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so now all this rage is built up. Now we can get into today's 
or this, <laughs> today's yeah, I guess today's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, due to COVID nineteen, this movie is now postponed for release. But um, Mo and I are do or are we dove into Top Gun: Guts and Glory for the Game Boy. Uh, I chose this game because Top Gun was supposed to come out in May of 2020 top gun 2 the movie is supposed to come out in may of 2020 but uh that is now postponed which is really unfortunate but i got i still get to hear mo love this game (laughs) from his heart so well worth it so stay tuned and when we come back we'll deep dive into top gun guts and glory i'd say it was the right time to walk away when dreaming takes you nowhere, it's time to play. Alright, welcome back everybody. So, uh, Top Gun, Guts and Glory, January 1993. What a, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Was it though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this, this is probably uh, gonna be the most... Um, Shit. This is going to be a very divisive Divi- That's the word I was looking for, a divisive yeah. episode. This is going to sure. be a very divided yeah. opinion podcast because Mo absolutely despised this game, mm-hmm. calling it the worst game he's ever played. Yes, absolutely. And I actually really enjoyed <laughs> this game. Not the greatest game I've ever played, but not the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> Um, but I, I did not have any problems with it, and I actually kind of enjoyed it in the end. Yeah, yeah, we'll um, definitely dive into that when we get to our uh, host, uh, host, yeah, host history. Uh, with yeah, this, host like, history. For now, we're just going to concentrate on what the game is and, and, and uh, how you play it and things like that. I'm not going to give my subjective opinion about it at all. <laughs> I, I'm really just going to concentrate on the game itself. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll get to that later. But yeah, this came out in January 1993, uh, <clears throat> which is kind of surprising. I don't know when Top Gun 4 NES came out. Well, definitely way before this. Uh, but 99 or uh, late 80s, yeah, early 90s. definitely the the late uh, late 80s, I believe. Uh, but Top Gun the movie was actually from 86, so um, still releasing a Top Gun game. Uh, that's seven, yeah, seven years after the movie is kind of weird in my opinion, but yeah. I mean, they released a Top Gun game on PS3 as well. That is true. That is true. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 weird that uh, this movie's influence lasted so long, um, especially during that period. Like, I know that a lot of people love the movie for sure, but. It's usually not that uh, late uh, that they still make games for this. Again, if you're making a flight simulator or something similar, um, why not use Top Gun if you have the license to it? Because a lot of people know the name, of course. So it it could be just a branding uh, thing at this point. Yeah, the the game has nothing to do with the movie. <clears throat> um, Top Gun is actually a real program for the U.S. Navy. <clears throat> um, for those of you that don't know that, for those of you that just think Top Gun's a movie title, no, Top Gun is an actual program for Navy fighter jet pilots. Uh, 
so it's a, it's a it's a real thing so um but a little bit on distinctive software uh they're actually a canadian video game developer were a canadian video game developer uh they defuncted in 1991 uh and were acquired by ea electronic arts uh for 10 million bucks so but you you would be astonished at what these people developed um Castlevania for the DOS. <laughs> the pre-first version, of course. <laughs> Metal Gear, from, from, published by Ultra Games for the Commodore 64. I did not know that was a thing. Why did I not know that was a thing? Mission Impossible, published by Konami on DOS. They did a lot of DOS, by the way. Yeah. They did a lot <laughs> of DOS games. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Manhattan Missions. From Konami and Ultra for the DOS, they did a lot with with um, with Konami <laughs> and Accolade. Yeah, so. it's it's weird. Like I don't know what a Commodore sixty four is exactly. Um, I don't think that's it's ever got released here. But uh, like a computer, yeah, basically. So think of like an MSX, but Americanized. Yeah, basically. Because yeah, yeah. the guys I see, uh, they made a lot for DOS. They made a lot for Commodore sixty four. They made a lot for Amiga yep. even. Those are like, in my mind at least, you know, the Atari oh, ST. Those are basically computers, <laughs> like so. They, they yeah. did a lot of work. Yeah, I agree with it. you. Yeah, and the old, the only Game Boy game they did was was this Top one. Gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, weird. But I did not know there was a Metal Gear for Commodore sixty four. I know I want to play I, I it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that either. Honestly, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, I guess we'll have to but, do uh, that one sometime. But. But this game here, so I actually have the credits right here of all the people's names that worked on this game. Okay. Um, Dave Davis, Chris Lipman, Dave Warfield, and Don Matrick were the designers of Top Gun. The art was done by Jackie Ritchie, programmed by Chris Lipman and Doug Smith. You're going to hear a lot of repeat names. Music by Traz Damp. Damp. Traz Danji, I think. Um. Yeah, um, he forms a team with another per- well, a team, <laughs> a band, I guess, or, or like, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they are called the Humble Brothers, but it was only uh, Tras Danji, I believe that uh, you pronounce it. Has it has an M in the credits in the game. Yeah, so he worked on the, well, the sounds that this game produces, <laughs> let, me, let me just say it like that. Uh, and then development producer was Dave Davis. So it's actually kind of cool that we actually have names to put to this this game. So, mm-hmm. um, and published by Konami. So I, I think all of the Top Gun games were published by Konami. Yeah, Konami had the license for Top Gun. So I, I guess they released the game in 1993 just to, <laughs> so they could keep the the license to the. Gotta have it on the Game Boy, man. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the composers, tra- Traz, but yet yeah, last name, but uh, you're talking about he made a, a band, quote unquote band. Yeah, it's like, it's an electronic music duo. I, you can't call it a band, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, electronic music producers, but you're not a band. Uh, <laughs> I guess you could call them DJs. Like, I don't know what, what you call well, they're a yeah, music duo. There we them. go. So yeah, they're they're, uh, they're a Canadian 
um, music duo uh, consisting of uh, the actual Canadian uh, Ken Marshall and then uh, Tras Damji. He's actually uh, born in Tanzania. Is that even a country? Oh, Tanzania. Tanz- Tanzania, you pronounce it in English, I guess. <laughs> I think that country's still around, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's definitely an African country. Uh, but yeah, they, they formed the Humble Brothers. Um, they um, worked together with EA a lot uh, for Need for Speed, for example. Um, they also did some things for SimCity. Um, so, yeah. Um, but apparently they also worked together for a remix of One Step Closer by Linkin Park. Um, oh. <laughs> and they did the soundtrack of Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Oh no, that's one song that got uh, uh, produced for that. I kind of want to hear that Linkin Park song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's from... Yeah, I definitely have that album. It's that one album where they're all remixes meteora uh because hybrid 3 was the first one so i think meteora was the next one it's basically all remixes of their first album i i know i definitely have that cd then so they should be on there huh interesting well all right plot so again, like I said earlier, this game is in no correlation really to the movie at all. It's just a, a, a top. It's just a game that says Top Gun. Um, but pulling it right out of the back of the box, though, because there's really no plot to this game per se, <laughs> and also um, no available manual, sadly. Yeah, I actually don't own a manual for this game. Yeah. It was really weird that I didn't own one. Somebody sent me a link in chat when I was streaming it, and it's like 15 euros, and I was like, yeah, oh, no. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to spend 15 bucks on a manual. But um, so the plot from the back of the box, when you could look at back of the boxes back in the day, um, can your Game Boy stand 40,000 pounds of thrust? Thrust meaning, you know, the thruster... Get your head out of the gutter. Totally. Listeners. Ignite the afterburners and go ballistic into the most realistic... (laughs) Most realistic air combat simulation to break the Game Boy sound barrier. (laughs) It breaks something. It it, it breaks something with the sound, but I'm not sure it's the barrier. (laughs) An incredible first-person perspective that puts you under the canopy and into the cockpit. That's actually true. Strap on your G-Force restraints and choose between four of your superpowers premier first airstrike aircraft. F-14 Tomcat, USSR MiG-29 Fulcrum, F-16 Falcon, or the F-117A Stealth Fighter. I thought there were only three choices. Maybe yeah, there were four. I think three. I I think there's only three choices. Um, I think... The, to- the Tomcat, the MiG, and the Stealth Fighter. Yeah. I don't think the F-16 was available. No, unless you unlock it after you beat the game or something like that. Maybe, yeah. Equip your Warbird with armor-piercing shells for close combat and either heat-seeking Sidewinder or radar-guided Sparrow missiles. Ten increasingly dangerous air combat sorties? 
Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it in English, but it comes from fr- the French sortie, which is like, yeah. You can't translate that word. That's the problem. Dumb. Or bombing missions that pit you against speed blistering bogies and convoys of warships protected by air support. Again, true. Choose the career mode to catapult into the covert assignments that push you to the edge of the sky. Again, true. Success will bring you promotion and medals. Failure, only mark in the world, will be a fiery contrail spiring down to a cold ocean floor. So there you go. That's Top Gun in a nutshell. Yeah. Top Gun Game Boy in a nutshell. Um, yeah, so gameplay. <laughs> oh boy. So before we dive into the actual game, gameplay, um, the game offers actually a pretty in-depth like menu to choose from. Um, you can have a career mode you could have uh let's see here you can have a career mode you could do like air combat simulation training i guess yeah bombing training is that the other one something like that yeah you can do like bombing aircraft you can do the career there's one other one i can't remember off the top of my head uh then you choose again so i'm just looking at my playthrough now there's i I only had three choices for planes yeah Uh, and then you get to choose your types of missiles uh, your 20 heat-seeking or your 20 radar-guided. I preferred the heat-seeking. I prefer uh, the, the radar-guided ones. They always seem to hit for me, uh, whereas the, the heat-seeking missile <laughs> just went flying and and then I couldn't shoot another one until five minutes later until it finally disappeared from my screen. That's, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get to the... But anyway, so once you've once you've go in, you choose your you've chosen your your plane. You get to choose your missiles, and then you kind of get to choose like a difficulty. Um, well, oh here it is. So, well, it's just what, set on A's, and I couldn't change it. So, because uh, I was seeing if I was maybe playing on a too high difficulty, I'll I'll get into that later. But I can't change it from A. So. Yeah, I couldn't change it either, but it was an option to like hover over. So I'm assuming there's something going on with that. Yeah. But your four, so I finally found a point in my playthrough. The four choices on the main menu is your career, your air combat, bombing run, and a flight log. Yeah. Um, but your air combat starts off at one. Your bombing run starts off at one. So you actually get to progress. I don't know how many levels there are with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably ten, five to ten. I I assume. <laughs> no um, idea. So once uh, once you've you're only gonna choose career. Let's just put it that way. You're gonna pick career. You're gonna pick your pick your plane. Pick your missiles. Uh, whatever aces difficulty, whatever. Then there's types of controls. Uh, yeah, whatever. Are normal I'm, controls. Yeah, mm-hmm. inverted or normal. And then it's gonna go into mission objective, which is two enemy aircraft spotted heading. Zero zero zero, splash them and return to base. Yep. You know, it's just telling you like how many enemies basically to kill per mission. Yeah. Um, and then after you've completed the mission, you can see your plane landing on the aircraft carrier, and then yeah, luckily you get, you uh, get promoted. <laughs> unlike you the NES version, you don't have to actually land your plane or anything. No. I didn't have a problem landing the plane. So. I never played it. I only see people struggle with it. So. 
oh man, you're in for a treat. You should play it sometime. Yeah, I'm thinking. And, and then play and then play second mission after that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm good. You, I think I'm good. With, if, with you, if, you, games. if you thought the Game Boy version was really good, you'd really like second <laughs> mission then. Yeah. Um. So gameplay. Um. Actual gameplay. So when you're actually in the cockpit flying around, uh, you have a lot of different things kind of going on at once um in the top i just randomly clicked to finish <laughs> finish mission part of my playthrough the top left corner you have your missile count uh in the middle i believe it was how close you were how far how many enemies you had left i think nah, the, the middle thing is the heading or the the latitude or longitude like that's the oh yeah that's yeah, where yeah, you yeah, need yeah, to yeah, right. fly your plane to get where the enemies are and should spawn um the thing is like nope. they spawn immediately at the start of the game and you start somewhere completely far out of the way so you have to fly there and before you even reach that part you have to maneuver so much around them that you're completely off that position again, or that heading, or whatever they want to call it. Which is a problem in later levels, because... Yes. Um, in the first one, you only have to take out two plays. Okay, bam, you got him, it's over. But in the other uh, stages, they keep on uh, spawning in new planes, but they spawn at that heading. So, unless you're really there, you... You're supposed to stay there and take them down immediately, but if you're chasing other planes, you are like so far out of the way. You have to fly back, and it it gets pretty messy, at least uh, in later stages yeah. for that. Yep. And then the top right is a bunch of numbers, which is your distance away from the nearest plane. As far as I could figure out, it is as yeah. far as as far as I could figure out as well too. Uh, bottom left, you have a thruster knob that typically sits in the center yeah. uh if you push it up you go faster if you pull it all the way down you slow down uh and the center is your radar where you have your black dot right in the center which is you and then you have like these blinking blocks coming around you which is the enemy aircraft and then the bottom right corner is your altitude gauge so is it though <laughs> i think i think it is i guess i still have Literally no clue what that thing is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's an altitude gauge. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it could be. Like I, I don't know that. That is uh, a, a thing about not having the manual. I'm sure it's explained in there, but yeah, there's no scan. I never level. crashed into the ground. Me neither. In my no. playthrough, but yeah. um, you definitely have to use your imagination as well too, because some of the times if you if you don't see the sun right away. Mm -hmm. And you start to like barrel roll and flip, you get really disoriented yeah. in the game. So you at that point you're just like, is the darker part of the, if the is the dark half of the screen the ground or the sky? <laughs> and then you'll see like this circle with prongs coming off of it, like a Gordo from Kirby. You're like, okay, I think that's the sun, so that must be the sky. And yeah, it, it can get a little disorienting when you start flipping and spinning around, which you will do. In the game, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it is a dogfighting simulator, like you will spin and flip around. Um, so yeah, as you go and fly towards your objective, um, planes are going to start appearing. If you've ever played Top Gun for the NES, 
it's actually really similar to that in that when a plane is in your visual window, there's going to be a little bit of a square that goes around it eventually once you center up on it. From there, you can either shoot your machine gun um, or you can launch a missile at it. Mm-hmm. Um, if an enemy comes behind you and locks onto you, you're going to hear the lock-on sound. just like a bleep noise on you. And that means you need to start getting a little crazy with your with your with your dog fighting skills. A lot of times it, what I found for me a lot of times if I just slowed down, if I pull the thrusters all the way down, they just flew right past mm. me and I can just shoot them. Yeah. Otherwise in la- later stages I had to start doing flips and barrel rolls and hard banks and everything else, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, like the the thing with this game is there's no music or anything when you're playing nope. the game. Um, the only thing you hear is uh, basically a constant sound, which signifies how fast you're going, even though you can also see it, of course, with uh, with the throttle that you have uh, on your uh, display. Um, yeah. And there are beeps in this game. Um, very, very, very annoying beeps in this game. Yes. Uh, one is your lock on, on another plane, um, and the other is the lockdown from other planes on you, they almost sound exactly the same, sadly. Um, so you get used to the one you always hear, but the problem is after a while, they just come in and come out at the same time and, and go all over the place, and you have no real idea what's going on anymore. Um, at least that, that was what happened to me. And um, the only thing you see on your actual radar are the planes. Um, You don't see anything else on the radar. Like, you don't see if they're shooting at you. You don't see if they're using missiles or anything. You just have to rely on that beeping sound. Uh, But the problem is they overlap each other and you don't know what's going on at all anymore. So that is one of the issues I definitely have with this game. I'll definitely get back more into I that mean, later, to... but yeah, it's it's kind of hard to know what's going on because um, first of all, everything looks the same in this game. It's ground, sky, you can see a sun, maybe a little cloud flies by every once in a while, and that's it. Like, there's no other graphics in this game at all. Yeah, it's a very simplistic game. Um, there's no textures... There's it's it's solid colors with blocks like it could almost be an Atari game. Yeah. Uh, that how simple the actual game is. Um, but going back to your point about not seeing like the rockets and stuff on your radar, mm-hmm. like you you don't even see that in real life. At least not back then you didn't. Okay. Yeah. You just you just knew like once someone locked onto you like you were. You were shaking. Like, that's all you were doing. Like, you had no idea if someone, you know, was launching a missile or where the rocket was in, in conjunction to you, unless it flew past the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the window of the cockpit. So, yeah, I can definitely understand that. But, um, like, what they do um, in this game is if you are almost lined up with a plane right in front of you to lock on, you get these little arrows on the screen, which show you where you need to fly to lock onto them. I feel like if they were using that for you to lock onto an enemy, they could also signify 
that in some similar way to you so you at least know what was going on behind you or even in front of you and this is something else i ran into um especially like i'll get into it but um i made it to stage eight um and like i i understand that like okay i have to take these planes down but of course they can shoot me so i have to dodge um which makes a lot of sense if the planes are behind me because then they have the ability to shoot at me of course um but and this is a problem i kept running into over and over again and i have no idea how i do my best to maneuver behind them i can see the two planes literally in front of me i shoot them down nothing has spawned yet and i get hit with a missile which I think I get hit with a missile because there's the game doesn't tell you. You just die. And I don't know if I don't understand the game, but if there is no plane behind me, there's nothing that could shoot me. So why do I keep dying in that case? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I the game could have done some things to signify... Look, this is what happened, so you know how to avoid it the next time. And sadly, it does not at all. So, Yeah, I definitely wish uh, it, it did a bit better with missile detection like coming at you. Mm-hmm. Like If you play Top Gun 1, like you're flying into planes, right? Mm-hmm. So like you can see like the missiles coming at you. Yeah. Um, this game, like they can shoot at you head on. Just, it, it can't happen. If they're flying towards, towards you and yeah, you're flying yeah, towards them, absolutely. they can definitely shoot at you, but you you can't see stuff yeah. happening until it's way too late. Um, I, I, I can relate to that a little bit. I have, I have had that happen to me a couple of times. In the yeah. Game, like, where like you're flying towards it because, all, because, because the way the game tries to render sprites is the further away you are from them, the smaller they are. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't render them quick enough. To where, like, as you're approaching them, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It doesn't, it doesn't do that quick enough as when they shoot their missile at you. You can't see that missile until, like, it's literally in your face. And at that point, like, you just can't. You can't get away yeah. from it, so. Yeah, I definitely run into, like, planes coming at me and shooting at me. Then I get it. But if I'm, cl- like, the radar is there to show you, like, the planes are in front of you and you are behind them because you can see... It's hard to see, but you can see the difference between the front of a plane and the back of a plane in the game um, yep. if they're close enough. So I can clearly see both planes in front of me, both their uh, their jet streams in front of me. I shoot both down, and then I get hit, and there's nothing else on the screen. And yeah, I don't know that. Maybe I'm dumb. It could be, but <laughs> like, <laughs> like that didn't make any sense to me. So, but. Yeah, so uh, it's again like you're. It's a very it's, if you if you've ever played a flight simulator from the early '90s, you're playing a flight simulator from the early mm-hmm. '90s. Uh, it doesn't cater to anything at all. Like it's very 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 bare bones uh, flight simulator where you can go faster, slower, up, down, sideways. You can do flips. Um, mm. That's really. 
that's really the extent of it. There's no landing sequence. There's no launching sequence. There's no refueling sequence. Like there's none no, of that at all. No. Once once you've taken out all of your enemies in the mission objective, um, the mission ends and it shows you are playing landing on an aircraft carrier, and it gives you a high score screen with a password and a promotion to whatever the next promotion it is that you were getting. Yeah. Um, Indeed. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all there is to the actual gameplay, really. Like, get behind or in front of other planes and try to shoot them down. And so, shoot them, um, yeah. They do offer, if you can call it variety, there's two types of missions. Um, <laughs> most of them consist of just... Uh, the normal you have to have to heading whatever and take down the bandits or rogues or whatever they want to call them and then there are other missions where um they say like there's a convoy and you have to uh escort the convoy and take down the uh the planes that try to attack them um that those are the easiest because you just have to go to the heading and keep flying straight ahead. Like, there's nothing else you have to do. After a while, a plane will show up, you shoot it down, you keep flying. And you're always behind them, so they can never shoot you. <laughs> like, it's, yep. it's it's the dumbest kind of stage there ever uh, existed. But yeah, that, that works fine. It's just the other missions, and that's most of them, are the actual, like, yeah, dogfights in the sky. Yep. And uh, you can only have two planes on the screen at, at once, yeah. so you'll never be overloaded. <laughs> but uh, sometimes catching those two planes can be <laughs> a little troublesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one the, like there's a trick to the game is that once you can figure out where the planes spawn, you can just shoot them as they spawn in. Yeah. Uh, which is super helpful late game. Mm-hmm. But as soon as those planes get out of your control. It is, it is a video game at that point, and you are you are fighting to stay alive at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's that's the game. And then once you've once you've completed all ten missions, it it's just a little cutscene at the end of showing the Top Gun Navy fighters, and one person steps forward and gets saluted. You assume that that one person is you, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the ending. Like that's that's it. It's congratulations. You're the Top Gun instructor. You get to step forward. You get saluted, and it's done. That's the video game. <laughs> no. uh, that's the ending. So, sadly, I have not been able to see yeah, that yet. So, out of, out of the two of us, I I beat the game in a little over three hours. <laughs> Uh, Mo is like four hours into the game and can't get past stage eight. So. Um, yeah, I um, I think it took me like twenty minutes. Um, I guess it's kind of diving into the history with the game. Let let just pull it in, I guess. Um, so I never played this game before. Uh, I also never saw Top Gun before. I actually saw it yesterday Eek. for the very first time. I think. Was it today? No, it was yesterday. Um, <clears throat> so I have no history at all with with anything Top Gun related. Um, the only thing I did see is Hot Shots, which is the parody of Top Gun. And I 
that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I kind of knew about it, but um, yeah, I'd never seen the original one. And to be honest, now that I've seen the original one, <clears throat> there's not much story to that uh, movie. Um, no. It's a two-hour movie almost, and there actually is not that much going on in it. Um, whereas in Hot Shots, there's like betrayal and then things like that, and way better love scenes for some reason than in Top Gun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I saw it and I was like, I, I just want to go watch Hot Shots again because that was a way better movie. <laughs> um, I didn't hate the movie, by the way. It, it's a fine movie, but it's... Uh, yeah, I, if I've seen it or I didn't see it, um, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, so, yeah, I love the soundtrack, though. Like, I, I've always loved the soundtrack. Oh, the I've knew that since, since I was little. Um, and I'm a huge uh, 80s rock and, and whatever, actually, pop as well fan. So uh, I absolutely love this soundtrack. But yeah, this was my first time actually experiencing this game and i haven't played that many flight simulators here it's like totally not my genre um <clears throat> but it took me i would say 20 minutes to beat the first three stages um and then i got into a little bit of trouble like i i didn't understand what was going on in the game anymore um, so it took me like half an hour to figure it out that like I had to go to that heading and I had to do this and that to uh, to take down the planes. And then it went super smoothly up until Mission 8. Um, I think I hit Mission 8 like an hour and 15 minutes in in total. And I was like, oh, we're almost done. This is going to take like two hours or something in total and, and it will be over forever and I never have to play this uh whatever it's called, definitely not a game again. Um, and I've been stuck on Mission 8 for over three hours now. I can not <laughs> beat it at all. Um, I looked at a playthrough on YouTube, um, which is one of those long plays, and I've said it before, I always think these long plays, like without commentary, without anything, are literally tasses. Or in some way using game shark codes or something like that and pretending to uh, to be an actual playthrough because it's also called a no debt run and he calls himself no debt and I don't trust those things at all. Um, but I did watch his video and what he does he did exactly the same as me. I start the stage, I turn around, I go to the heading, I do a f uh, a loop, I guess it's called, like yeah, uh, like a backflip in real life but with your plane. He gets behind those first two planes. He shoots them down. He stays on the same heading. A plane spawns in, shoots it down, pulls up because apparently a missile is coming, probably because those planes are coming towards you. Um, so he flies over it, goes down again, and he keeps doing that over and over again, and that finishes the entire mission. I was like, wow, that looks simple enough. I tried to do it. First time I tried it, it worked perfectly fine. Until like the seventh plane I shot down, then I suddenly got hit. And I was like, well, I know how to do it now. So I'll just do it again. Never worked again. It, it just doesn't work at all anymore. Um, so yeah, I've been super frustrated with it because... What I said earlier, the two planes are in front of me, flying away from me. I shoot them down and I get hit by a missile. 
which makes no sense because they can't shoot missiles backwards. So I just can't get past it. Uh, I thought it was maybe a ROM problem. Uh, I don't have another ROM, so I, I can't check it out. I don't have an actual copy of this game. Uh, but I tried it on my Super Game Boy. I tried it on my Game Boy Advance. I tried it on my original Game Boy. I just cannot get past stage 8. Either I die within the first 10 seconds, or it takes me half an hour to f even find the plane. I shoot three of them down, and then suddenly I get hit again. Um, and I was like looking to my vi through my videos of it, my recordings of it, to see what I was maybe doing wrong. Sometimes I can hear the beep, which means the lockout is lock on is on you. So I would assume I get hit by a missile. I can understand that. But sometimes there is no sound at all, and I just I die without anything and yeah i can't do it i sadly had to throw in the towel for now because after almost <laughs> four and a half hours i just couldn't do it it's it's really weird it's fair you know? it's fair <laughs> um i'll get into my thoughts later <laughs> <laughs> yeah cover art from tom du boy yeah, du, 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 um, Dubois, Dubois. Dubois. Yeah, it's, it's probably also a Canadian, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, he did a lot of covers uh, for a lot of different games. Like, for instance, the crowd favorite Blades of Steel. Love Blades, Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. Uh, Castlevania Bloodlines. Uh, Radical Con Rescue for, for uh, Game Boy. Um, yeah. Axelay, also very well known. Uh, Contra 3, The Alien Wars, one of them. Turtles in Time, he did. Balman's Revenge for Game Boy, he did. Operation C, like, he has done amazing covers, actually. Snake's Revenge. Oh, yeah, there Top we go. Gun Secret Mission, CV3, CV4, CV2. Wow. Operation C, The Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Mission Impossible. That's actually a really hard NES game. Uh, Super Contra. Wow. Yeah. A lot of big titles, yeah. too. For Konami. Sun Sunset Riders. Yeah, All yeah, Konami yeah, yeah. games. But yeah, he, he has done a lot. And I, I love his covers, to be honest. Like, they're... Yeah, even this one's really yeah, good. absolutely. Um, it's... Uh, I mean, it, it it's... Think of Battleship, but with a F-16 on it, basically. Um, or a 14, or whatever it is. I don't know, planes. 16. <laughs> <laughs> so, the background is the ocean, uh, and then in the, in the more foreground of that is um, some battleships and a couple planes. You can see bullets and tracers being shot all around um you can see that some of the uh some of the ships in the background are on fire smoking there's some explosions in the air you can see some of the missiles being shot out from the from the uh, boats as we get more closer to the foreground we have uh a couple of variety of different points going on we have an f-16 kind of on bank right now we have another plane way off in the background i'm just gonna call it a mig because it's top gun and that's what probably top gun yeah. was all about and then in the foreground, for foreground, like what's up in your face is another F-16. Um, 
fighter jet uh, shooting shooting a rocket from its left left wing, and then at the very top you can see Konami in the top left corner and white font, and then towards the centerish a little bit down from that is the Top Gun logo with guts and glory. Uh, right below that with the Top Gun airship logo above that mm-hmm. as well, too. Uh, it's actually a very well-organized and a very well-done cover. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, like, I'm not even into, like, airplanes or fighting planes or anything like that, but it's a, it's a really cool-looking uh, cover. Uh, I like the blue. It, it Yeah, I don't know. I like the blue a lot. <laughs> I, I, I like everything about it. I've always liked this cover. Yeah, it's a great cover for a sadly not great Ama- game, game at all. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out more about Tom Dubois, actually, and I'll put it uh, put a link if I don't forget. I'm just going to put it in the notes so I don't forget. Um, there's a... There's a um, what do you call it? A documentary. Um, on his work uh, on YouTube, which you can watch for free. So um, I'll, I'll make sure to put that in. Because we usually do not get an artist's name for all these covers, so it's actually super interesting that this exists. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they call him the man who drew Konami. So, uh, yeah, that, that says more oh. than enough, I think. Uh, trivia, there's no trivia. It's not related to Top Gun at all. It's just the, the movie. It's just more so related to the actual program. Yeah. Um, general reception. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The the highest <laughs> rating I found for this game was a five out of ten, which is a lot actually. Which is, uh, which is passing. Uh, All right. Yeah, but uh, most of them were like two out of ten or something like that, because yeah, sadly it's. Like, even, like, my problem is probably still not completely understanding the mechanics, and I think the manual would help me out. So if anybody could give me a scan of the manual, I would really appreciate it. But even then, if I would understand it, and if I would not have any real troubles beating it, um, there's just not enough. Like, there's even less than in Harvest Moon Game Boy, so... Uh, (laughs) It's not, there's nothing to do in this game, sadly. Yeah, there's not much, that's for sure. Yeah. Not much. So, uh, yeah, when we come back, I'll give you my thoughts of the game, which are very different than most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> stay tuned for that. <laughs> Revving up your engine, listen to her howling roar. Metal under tension, begging you to touch and go. Highway to the danger zone. Right into the danger zone. Heading into twilight, spreading out her wings tonight. She got you jumping off the track, shoving into overdrive. Highway to the danger zone I'll take you right into the danger zone Alright, welcome back everybody. So, Mo gave his thoughts. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't have oh, that much to add. Like, um, <laughs> I, I did write the joke down here that uh, after playing this game, I tried to make a time machine to go back in time and made sure this game was never made. Um, but it's it sadly ended up in the movie getting a sequel now, so that's that's kind of weird. Um, and, <laughs> and, and watching the movie actually gave me PTSD about playing the game. So. <laughs> well, yeah, that's especially when Viper locks on oh, the God. at that one point. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. Uh, and sadly. I'm not done with this game because I do have to beat no, it one time. You gotta beat it yeah, still. So no, nah, we'll have to go back to it. So <laughs> Um I somewhat enjoyed the game. I hated the sound effects and all of the audio for this game. And I think eventually in my playthrough I muted my, my game mm. in my headphones. I think I eventually just turned the sound off on my headphones. Uh, because I got to the point where I couldn't get enemies to lock onto me anymore. Yeah. Um, until stage nine, I started having a lot of trouble with stage nine. Um, but eventually, but yeah, I think like the like the first like two hours of my playthrough, like I just don't have sound on because I just I cannot stand listening to the sound effects in this game. Um, if you've played at Top Gun one one and or two on the NES. Um, Top Gun for the Game Boy is actually very similar to both of them combined. So I guess I had a little bit of an edge to Mo playing Top Gun mm-hmm. on Game Boy, simply because like I've probably beat Top Gun 1 on NES like 20, 30 <laughs> times. Uh, I've beaten Top Gun 2 on NES probably 10 or 15 times. Uh, so I definitely had Top Gun under my, under my belt. Some Top Gun experience under my belt. Um... And I've, I've also played the PS3 version as well, too. I own the PS3 okay. version. So uh, I definitely have played a lot of Top Gun, watched a lot of Top Gun in my life as well, too. Um, but I also played a lot of flight simulators when I was a kid. So joystick flight simulators like uh, uh, the Microsoft Flight Sims, hmm. some of the dog fighting sims, like the early 90 flight simulators, uh, Battlefield 1942, uh, Battlefield 2. Uh, things of things like that. Like I've done a lot of just like flying and jet fighting and stuff in video games yeah. before. So uh, diving into Top Gun Game Boy, like simplicity aside, like I was pretty comfortable playing the game once I understood the mechanics of the game. Uh, my bar for the game was pretty low to go into, uh, simply because like it is an early '90s game early 90s Top Gun game yeah. um, and having played Top Gun 1 and 2 like those games are not great uh, so I was like well this game is probably going to be on par if not worse than the NES games so my, my bar was set pretty low um, I honestly didn't have much of a problem with the game like, I kind of enjoyed it uh, it was slow it was it is slightly below mediocre it is boring at times because all you get to hear is for <laughs> Three hours while you're flying to a point to shoot some enemies down. Um, but this game was like game 115 or 117 for Game Boy Adventure for me. So fairly early on. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did it. I knocked it down in about three hours. Like three hours, 15 minutes, I think it was. Um, I got up to stage eight in like an hour and a half. 
knocked yeah, out stage eight speed. first try. Yeah, I knocked out stage eight first try. And then stage nine. I was on stage nine for like the next two hours, basically. Um, and then once I got past stage nine, stage ten, I I under I really understood game mechanics just because of trial and error and failing so much in stage nine that I just I started just understanding the game better and better. Uh, and then I got to stage ten, and stage ten was a breeze. Um, but like I said, like mo- like well, like Mo said, like he he didn't play a lot of flight sims. I guess it's not his jam. Yeah. Um, and I I love flight simulator games. I've I've played many 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 flight simulator games across Atari, Virtual Boy to PC, Super Nintendo, like you name it. Like I'm all about flight sims. So, um. That's probably the big difference between our playthroughs is that I have a lot of experience in these types of games and Mo has little. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, there's another flight sim game for the Game Boy. Uh, I think it's like F18 Turn and Burn. Yeah, I think there's another uh, one as well. Yeah, and like <laughs> the F18 Turn and Burn manual, because I actually have the manual for that game, is like 50 plus pages. It's like a little novel. <laughs> It's actually the it is the thickest Game Boy manual that I own. Yeah, that is very um, big. Yes, so I can't wait to <laughs> go into that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Um, but I mean, other I mean, overall, like I, it it is a slightly below average game. Like it's not fantastic by any means, but for me, like. A person that likes flight simulator games, this game to me was perfectly fine and pretty enjoyable. Like it was pretty relaxed. Like if you watch my my vod of this, like I really don't get too upset at the game at all until I get to like stage nine. I get a little whiny, but <laughs> like for the most part, I'm laughing, laid back, pretty casual throughout my entire playthrough. Like I'm in my, in my comfort zone for sure. <laughs> yeah, do not watch my playthrough because. <laughs> <laughs> Like the, the second part is fine because then I actually was making a lot of progress really quick. And then, yeah, then the, the shit hit the fan. The as they say. Or the, in this case, the, the jet stream hit the engine and uh, it all came spinning down. So. But yeah, I, I played my playthrough on, on a ROM as well, too. It's mm-hmm. a, like game 115, 117. I still didn't have a really good retro setup yet so i was still doing stuff on uh on roms and whatnot but i do own a copy of top gun uh guts and glory i i don't have a manual because it was actually hard to find a manual at the time and i'm not gonna spend 20 bucks for a manual so at least not not a top gun manual by any means so um maybe someday i'll find one at a flea market or the game shop whatever for fairly cheap we'll we'll see but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I personally didn't mind the game at all. Um, but I also loved the movie, so I made a lot of Top Gun jokes throughout the entire playthrough <laughs> as well. Quoted Top Gun. I probably sang a few Top Gun songs during my playthrough, but that's you know, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Take take uh, what you want out of this episode, like. It's a very divided episode. Yeah. Mo had Mo had a very different experience than what I had, and like again, I, I'm purely assuming because of experience mm-hmm. in that genre. 
So, because there are games that Mo plays that I it takes me three times as long to beat than than he did, only because like he's played those types of games way more than I have. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I will have to go back to it, and I do want to see it be beaten as quickly as possible, <laughs> so I never have to touch it again. Uh, but yeah, like you said, for me. Um, before I played this game, uh, Star Trek 25th Anniversary was the worst game I've ever played on, on Game Boy. Um, I have yet to play yeah. that. I don't understand that game. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a straight port from the NES one for anybody who's ever played it, but um, it consists of uh, both a shoot-em-up and a, a top-down exploration action game. Um, but both are done so, so poorly that, um, yeah, I... I hated that game because it was just bad, um, but I did get through it rather quickly. But this one, I don't like playing it, I don't like seeing <laughs> it, I don't like listening to it, and then I'm stuck right now. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, at, at this part, and I've played, I think I'm at 348 games right now that I've beaten for Game Boy. This is, for me, the worst game I've played so far, so... My worst game so far to date is Worms. Worms Game Boy is the worst game I've played so far. Yeah, I only checked that out for a minute, uh, but I probably have to go back to that because you said there were <laughs> missions and I couldn't find any missions, so I just played one. There's a, there's like a tournament, yeah. yeah. So I, I probably will go back to that at some point, but that wasn't a fun game either, but at least I understood what was going on in that game, so that made it a little bit more sensical. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, Worms and Elite Soccer are the two worst games that I've played. Yeah. They both have gotten zeros out of ten <laughs> to my my checklist. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, if you're listening and you're wanting to play it, not want to play it, just you know, take it as is. If you do want to try it out, like honestly, you can get a feel for the game in the first like two or three missions. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it. Don't continue because you're just gonna get more and more frustrated with the game. If you do enjoy it, keep playing. Yeah, it. yeah. And uh, like, there are two other versions. Like, you, there are two other options you can do: the air battles and the bombing missions as well, too. So, <laughs> which probably um, are also the same. I've never even tried them so far. Yeah, I didn't no. even play them. Um, but yeah, maybe if if you are a little bit better at this game, it's indeed a three hour game for you, and then you're done with it. Um, yeah, for me, sadly, it's not. I hope it doesn't take me longer than six hours in the end. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be your longest gameplay. It's gonna be a hyperload running all over again. <laughs> oh god, I, I really hope not. No. A <laughs> uh, speed run of this game, though. Speaking of playing it quickly. I know there's a speeder of Top Gun on NES. I don't know, which I don't know how you speed run Top Gun on the NES, but uh, nope, just Top Gun and Top Gun Second Mission. How do you speed run a Top Gun game? <laughs> don't ask me. Like, I don't even like, know what, what the game is. So I'm sure there is a. Well, way. How do you sp- how? What? You literally just fly into a corner for. 10 minutes and then that's it how is oh whatever um okay cool we can speed or anything nowadays uh there's no speed run leaderboard to top gun guts and glory at all um i don't even know if there's a a task or anything nope, of it just a long um, play 
which is like an hour and 25 minutes i believe with no deaths so technically it is the speed run <laughs> but again yeah. it's a long play i don't trust those so cheating andy's over there yeah. just doing their thing um mo and i have the very very similar ideas of those long plays yeah. so because i've seen whenever a, i see it's because i've seen quite a few where i can literally see that they're cheating so right so i'm yeah i, I never trust it it's like oh but it's no commentary and it's no debt and then i'm like yeah i don't believe you the worst is when you see those playthroughs on a leaderboard all oh, right, right i get real pissy when i see that sorry legs i get real bad when i see that <laughs> so <laughs> i get real upset when i see world of log play on a, on a speed running leaderboard mm-hmm. um just to have a leaderboard made, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's no speed running of any sort with this game. If you want to speed run it and route it and do all that, by all means, go right ahead. I am not going to do this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, nope. As much as I did enjoy this game, I kind of don't want to play it again. So, um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we're going to do another quick break here. Uh, a little short segment. When we come back, we'll all do the community events and marathons and all that fun stuff coming up so stay tuned and there's a raging fire in my heart tonight growing higher and higher in my soul there's a raging fire in the sky tonight i want to ride on the silver dove Far into the night Until I make you Take me On your mighty wings Make you Take me On your mighty wings Across the sky Here we go Take me on your mighty wings Take me on your mighty wings Tonight Alright, welcome back everybody. So, community events related to Game Boy. Uh, As we speak and record right now, Games Done Quick Corona Relief is happening. Uh, I watched Kirby's Dreamland this morning at like 5 in the morning. Because I was still awake for some unknown reason. Uh, I don't even know how many Game Boy games were actually in the GDQ Corona Relief marathon. I... Don't really follow much with GDQ anymore. So um, there's that. Uh, Again, as we record this episode, tomorrow starts Retrothon. So April 19th. Uh, We have a nice Game Boy block for Retrothon, at least. Yeah, super exciting. Yours yours truly starts it off with Kirby Streamland Extra Mode. And then uh, Legs is doing Dragon Heart, I believe. Yep. Uh, We have Kits. We have Kitsuretsu. Um, Felix the Cat. Felix the Cat. Uh, I'm doing Kid Nikki and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I'm terrified to do those two <laughs> games because I haven't played them in like a year plus. Um, I'm more terrified of Kid Nikki than Roger Rabbit because I can snowball that game super bad. 
Um, and then Mannix is doing all five Mega Man Game Boys. Yeah, that the f- which is crazy. First time ever that that gets shown, uh, at least by one person. And I think in general. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool that the not only the Game Boy block ends with with the five Mega Man games, which is a real joy to watch. Uh, Mannix is really good at all of them. Um, and, and then it just flows into the actual Mega Man block, which lasts for me until eight in the morning. I don't think I'll, uh, I'll be able to to get through that. But uh, yeah, I'm super glad that the Game Boy block for me starts at seven p.m. and I can watch the entire thing. It's gonna be really All right, cool. Here we go. So I pull up the schedule. So at <clears throat> noon, we got Kirby Streamland, Pokemon Blue, Kitsuretsu, Dragon Heart, Felix the Cat, Barbie Game Girl, uh, Prime from Sharif. Yep. Uh, the Page Master. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sharif again. Sharif loves really good Game Boy games. Um, <laughs> God, the Page Master sucks. <laughs> All right. That I was my third. That was, that was like my, I think my third or sixth game I ever did for Game Boy Adventure. And I, that's when I questioned if I wanted to finish the the challenge or not. Uh, I really did not like that game. And then Kid Nicky, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And then three-hour estimate, basically, of Mega Man 1 through 5, which is, to me, that's crazy low. <laughs> but, I mean, Manix is really yeah, good at yeah, them. Yeah. He's so. been practicing like crazy the past few days. Because Mega Man 5 alone is like an hour or so. And then, yeah, we go into the Mega Man series after that. DOS, Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 9. No one plays 8 because it sucks, so... <laughs> And no one plays ten because it's too anime. So, yeah. <laughs> mm. um, outside of that, so actual marathons that you'll be able to watch um, coming up is we have Power Up with Pride on June twelfth through June fourteenth. Only three Game Boy games were submitted. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what they were? Sure. Uh, one was Dragon Heart from Legs. Right. Um, oh, I think I have. The, I think I closed the tab. That's too bad. The other one was a Pokemon game, and the other one was Final Fantasy Legends Two. Right. So, uh, quality Game Boy games. Well, I mean, like, yeah, Pokemon and Final Fantasy Legends are good no games. No one wants but... to watch Pokemon anymore. People yeah. are tired of watching Pokemon Game Boy yeah. games. That's all that ever gets submitted for Game Boy is Pokemon. Yeah. No one cares about Pikachu and Bulbasaur. Let's move on with our life already. <laughs> yeah, and Final Fantasy Legends uh, might be a little bit long. Right. Yeah, I don't remember what the estimate was for that. I mean, it is an RPG, yeah. so... Um, I submitted the Power Up with Pride, but I did not submit a Game Boy game. <laughs> <laughs> I submitted Earwalk, so... We'll see, we'll see if that gets yeah. in. Um, I submitted a bunch of stuff to SGDQ, but as you all probably heard sgdq is postponed until august now um and i don't know if they're going to take the existing game game submissions and use those they'd be kind of dumb if they did since people's schedules are drastically going to change come august um so i'm assuming they're just going to reopen game submissions again probably sometime in june or july yeah if it doesn't get postponed longer because i i think it's a little too early to say that everything's gonna be fine then uh let's not get crazy florida's reopening next week so yeah 
Like uh, here, here everything is canceled for the entire summer, so nothing can happen that has more than no. <clears throat> this is America. No, 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 no. We only care about yeah, money. Um, <laughs> so, oh, and we do have handheld heroes coming up. I don't have any information no, about okay. handheld heroes. Uh, we are ninety percent sure it's going to happen. We just haven't talked about it yeah, at yeah. all. Because <clears throat> we just don't talk, so <laughs> yeah, probably um, my time to submit something to it. <laughs> to it, yeah, I don't know what though, because you know me and speed running. I I have no idea when I'm going to submit to it, if anything. <laughs> maybe it's time. Like, to, I'm, I'm I'm running out of Game Boy games. Yeah, maybe it's time to uh, dust off Darkwing Duck because that's actually there. You fun. go. That's a fun yeah. speed run. I'm gonna put an estimate at ten. That's ten minutes longer on it because I know where I'm gonna screw it up. But uh, yeah, yeah. Darkwing Duck. Yeah, I watched that entire series like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, it does not hold up Probably very well. Not, no. On it, it, sadly, it doesn't. But it's still, it was still fun to watch. <laughs> um, I mean, there's probably a bunch more community stuff happening right now. A sp- Especially right now with COVID nineteen happening, uh, there's a lot of just like charity streams happening for like Corona relief, yeah, popping and, up here and there. Yeah, but like they're, they're like like what most of they're popping up. Like they're not like a month in advance. It's like a week or two in advance. Like, hey, I plan on doing this in a a week or two. Do you guys want to run in this? And it's like okay. There's so many of them happening right now that it's really hard to keep track of. Literally all of that. Yeah. So. Uh, the best thing I can say is if you like uh, follow some follow some speedrunners, uh, pay attention to Twitter. Like usually that stuff is getting retweeted and liked like mad. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, listener questions. Good question. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, I totally I'm, forgot. I'm to open um, let's see. Oh, we do have a channel made yeah, for it. Yeah, okay, yeah. there's some. Oh my, a lot of stuff in here. For sure. Um, SufferUM asked um, if if everybody found out about this game on one of those uh, multi-game cards. Um, nope. I did not. Like, I didn't have it on it. I had a few multi-game cards, but it did not have Top Gun on them at all. I don't own any multi-game cards at all. Um, but I do not. But. I found out about Top Gun Game Boy because I was browsing through my game list and I saw Top Gun and I got excited, <laughs> so I played it. Um, that's how I found out about Top yeah. Gun Game Boy. I didn't know there was a Game Boy version until Game Boy Adventure. Yeah, yeah so. I also just saw it on the list. Like, it was never a game I would have looked up on my own or anything. So, uh, as I yeah, I was not familiar with Top Gun, so. Um, no reason for me to actually go out and, and look for it. Uh, man, that was, that was the only question we had for this episode, at least. Uh, let's see here. Crust Funhouse. Oh, boy. Also got 12 and 1. Oh, I see. It's just a bunch of multi Yeah, it's all about the multi-cards. I had to keep Niki huh. on multi-card, though. That's how I found out about that game, so... Oh really? I I own a kid Nikki cart somewhere over there in that box. Yeah, I know. I have it now for sure, but uh, yeah, it, it was on one of those multi cards. There's a few of the games that um, I still like to this 
day that we're on those. Usually the Japanese exclusive ones because they weren't that uh, good to find here. So um, they were usually on that. So. Dude, that Super 8 and one that uh, Suffram put on there. Alien 3, classic. <laughs> Top, Top Gun 2. I like how they called it Top Gun 2. Classic. Little Mermaid, classic. Star Star War, classic. <laughs> Terminator 3. Oh, wow. 3, even. That movie was there wasn't a 3? I don't think there was a 3 back then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Crust Funhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bugs Bunny 2. Empire Strike Back. Both Star Wars games. Well, two of the three. Yeah, dang. Oh, here we go. It's a Super 12 and 1. The Simpsons 2. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Double Dragon 3, The Flash, Fighting Simulator, oh my, whatever, that's Caesar's Palace, NBA NBA Basketball, Basketball's two words, (laughs) DuckTales, Migraine, that label gives me a migraine, Quirk, Tennis, oh cut, Alleyway, oof, oof, Alleyway, that game sucks, uh, (laughs) Definitely did a speedrun that game back in the day. Um, so, yeah, cool, yeah. Uh, no, so to answer your question, nope. Learned about it via Game Boy Challenge, basically. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, with that said, um, thank you all for listening. If you have any feedback, thoughts, uh, criticisms, positive vibes, we are always listening. Uh, comment on... The episodes, you know, hang out with us in the Discord. You can tweet at us, DM us on Discord or on Twitter. I think my DMs are open. Um, we love to hear from you. We love to make the podcast better. We love to do, you know, whatever we can to to grow and make sure that you all keep enjoying listening to two grumpy men talk about games from the 80s and 90s. So, uh, yeah. Oh, we have Patreon. So Patreon, right? Yep, Patreon. Yes. Most not talking to me anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Patreon. So if you do want to support the podcast, um, we have what? Do we have one, t- two tiers? One dollar, five dollar tier? Yeah, we have two tiers indeed. Yeah. So if you want to be a patron, not a Patreon, but a patron. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a special little thingy in Discord, a little roll. Uh, you can see the behind-the-scenes channels. You can see some of the lo- more lock stuff. Uh, I think you have access to our notes as well per episode. Yes. Yep. Um, bloopers, which there are plenty. Um, and then our always thanking you for being a Patreon and supporting Mo and I and allowing us to either pay legs or put the money towards our subscription fees for hosting the podcast. Um, once we've hit 20 bucks a month, I believe it was, we were going to start live streaming our podcast episodes, which means I'm going to have to start showering Saturday mornings. So if you want to see that, make sure not the showering part, but if you want to see the live streams, uh, <laughs> you have to pay. You have to pay a, a lot extra. more that, to include the showering scenes as well. That costs yeah. a little extra. <laughs> you can DM me. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Uh, also, if you're not into the whole subscription thing with Patreon or don't have a Patreon account, or I don't actually know how Patreon works at all, uh, we do have a PayPal. So if you are feeling generous and do want to support the podcast in any way, you can donate via PayPal. If you do, please let Mo or myself know, uh, unless you want to be, remain anonymous, um, so I can give you a, a role in Discord and give you some proper thanks <laughs> and any ways that we can to thank you for your support. Um, outside of that, uh, you can find literally all that information on gbrunners.com. Uh, along with uh, our Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, so like for me, you can find me at Belfit Gaming on Twitch and Twitter. I'm starting to slowly reload stuff to YouTube again. It sucks, but I'm doing it. Uh, and you can find me on Belfit on TikTok now. That's right, I am on TikTok social media platform. Wow, it is fantastic. Let me tell you what. <laughs> uh, and then Belth, I think Belfit Gaming on Instagram as well. Uh, where can I find you, Mo? Yeah, I'm too old school to go into any new social media things. So it's already a surprise <laughs> I'm on Twitter, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, but yeah, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, all slash uh, Moola, which is uh, spelled M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Um, I don't think I'll ever have Instagram because I barely take any pictures of anything except for the amazing food I make. Uh, but that only happens like <laughs> once every two. That's all. That's all my Instagram yeah, is, so, is drawings and food. Yeah, that like, it's literally all. Doesn't it is. happen that often, so it would be like a post every two weeks maybe. But uh, I could do that, but I, I I really don't have any interest in having another <laughs> uh, timeline to look at because. Twitter and, and Facebook uh, are already depressing enough, to be honest. So, Moving on, uh, <laughs> you can find our wonderful producer, Legs, uh, at Sprinty Legs on Twitch, uh, Legs on YouTube. I think it's Legs on it YouTube. It is, but it, it's uh, not like an actual URL, but you, can, you should be able to find her on their legs there. Yeah. Um, legs in the Discord. And then she has a fantastic website, uh, sprintylegs.com, I believe yes. it is. Yeah, where you can see a bunch of her projects and active projects, um, a lot of it pertaining to speedrunning and Game Boy. So, uh, and again, you can find all of this information on gbrunners.com slash TIGB. Yeah, there's uh, links so yeah. to everything on that, so that's... The- there is. There's links to SoundCloud, there's links to... Got Apple Apple Podcast, right? Yeah, Apple Podcast, I think. Yeah. If, if you're listening to us through any means where you can actually review us or give us a rating, uh, make sure to do so uh, if you're inclined because that helps put us up there with the, with the probably better podcasts. But uh, uh, yeah, if you enjoy the content, then maybe other people can find out about us a little bit easier as well. Yeah, it's a very niche podcast, we get that, but uh, oddly enough, like, Game Boy stuff is starting to become a little popular. As I'm reading through forums and articles, Mm -hmm. the amount of hashed new hardware and ways to play Game Boy games is starting to increasingly become more popular, which is kind of cool, but also a little scary. Yeah, because the prices will go way up, which is not good. 
Well, I'm more thinking speed running, oh, but yes, yeah, also the prices. <laughs> but also the prices are going to go up. Yes. I still need 700 games before my collection is complete. <laughs> oh, I need a lot more games yeah. still. I'm very curious to see what the retro market will do at once this COVID-19 oh, stuff yeah. is said and done. Is it going to crash a little bit? Because no one has money. Like everything is going to crash. Or is, <laughs> or is it going to skyrocket because everyone's trying to make yeah. money? Yeah. You know? like, go what way. way is it going to go? So I'm a little curious to see. I'm hoping that like it kind of crashes a bit and I can just start buying like Amazing Tater and mm. Spuds Adventure and games like that for a little cheaper than you know $300. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> God, there better be a fucking light at the end of this stuff. <laughs> uh so yeah uh with that said what's our next episode gonna be on mo yeah so um we are doing very well with uh guests uh this Wait, these past are. few uh months i guess uh at least for for you people months for us it's like <laughs> we try to record Oops. a lot of <laughs> at the same time so it it, it all kind of blends together uh, but yeah, we had let Mackie for the, the last episode, and you had uh, the developers for um, Squidlid for Squidlid on, and we had Grand and Hero in the past, of course. Uh, but next episode, like I announced a few episodes ago, uh, we will be joined by Man Over Mars, uh, who you probably all have heard of by uh, at this point because. Uh, 90% of custom emotes on Twitch are probably made by Matt over Mars. Uh, so, uh, and he also did our uh, our logo, of course. Um, and he's a good friend of ours. So he will be joining us. And like I said then, he actually had his own podcast uh, quite some time ago called Pixelated Audio, where they talked about uh, composers and video game music. So he will be joining us for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fall of the Foot Clan. Um, we're only going to talk about that one. We do intend to do all three Turtles games. Uh, together with Man Over Mars. Uh, but we're just going to do one because otherwise it's going to turn into a six-hour episode knowing us. Uh, but yeah, he will, he will help us out a little bit uh, trying to find some more information about uh, about the music, which is easy because it's a Konami game and I already looked something up and it's a very, very, very well-known composer. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, Man Over Mars can definitely help us with that one. Yep. Also, we're approaching our two-year anniversary. Yeah, um, I, I forgot. I looked it up last time, actually, when it was going to be. Um, right. I think it was like the end of May or start of I think of it's June. June, yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, we, we're getting close to that. I, we don't really have a plan for it, so uh, maybe, that it, maybe that one would be our two-year anniversary oh, episode. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll figure it out by that. Maybe we'll do something special. I doubt we will, but... Uh, like, what what could we even do? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm not going to live stream it, because I'm not going to dress up as a turtle. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm... <laughs> No, let's let's not do that. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I have a yeah. Well, I could use the bandana, but then I can't see anything. <laughs> our two, our two year, our two year anniversary will be legs and Petra talking about dragon. Yeah, art. that would be better actually. <laughs> then we can take a break. <laughs> I'll ask her again. Maybe maybe she will do it. That would be cool. That would yeah. be fun. But uh, yeah, so follow the Foot Clan. Our first, our second, third, fourth popular Game Boy game. Because we've had Link's Awakening, Pokemon. The remakes, at least, yeah. Yeah. Darkwing Duck, I guess. Oh, well, not really, but... Uh, That's a bigger game. It's a bigger game, yeah, that people might have heard about. But yeah, I did my Light on Wario Land 2, I guess, which is... Definitely a well-known game. Um, yeah, I, d- I did my light on the Kirby series way back yeah. when. Yeah, so. Sometimes we do like to do a <laughs> more well-known game, so. Easier to yes. do. So, yeah, Team Unit Turtles. Raphael's the best turtle. Don't quote me, don't at me. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, until next time, see ya. Later. But baby, baby, I know it. You've lost that loving feeling. Whoa, that loving feeling. You've lost that loving feeling. Now it's gone. Now it's gone. 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 Whoa, whoa. Ha, 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 ha.